Hello, all. Welcome to another episode of Imperfect Action with Brock Edwards. And really excited to be talking to you today. Uh, got a lot going on. Uh, actually, there was a, a gap in between episodes coming out, so I apologize for that. And I'm excited to get back onto a regular schedule here. And hey, uh, please do hit me up with the, any ideas, thoughts, comments on Twitter. You can reach me at, at Brock Edwards, that's B R O C E D W A R D S. Or, of course, you can uh, do comments on the website where all these are posted, which is just brockedwards.com. And hey, we, this uh, podcast is going global here. So the uh, top five countries we have right now are the US, Dominican Republic, Spain, Zambia, and Sweden. And so uh, big thanks to everyone out there listening and would love to hear from folks in all those countries. So please do reach out, contact, hit me up. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts and ideas. And speaking of thoughts, I, I've had a lot going through my head lately and really wanted to just cover two things, which probably don't seem the same on the surface, but in, in my mind, they go together very well. And that, that's the idea of you know, when do you quit? Uh, you know, how, how often do you keep going when you're working on a project or a business or whatever it is? And nerdcore, which is a, a genre of music that you may not be familiar with. And, and I want to bring these two thoughts together here over the next few minutes. I was turned on to an article by Josh Spector. It's called Only Do It If You're Willing to Do It a Hundred Times. He, he published it on Medium, and I love this article. And really what it is, it's, it's about when deciding whether or not to commit to taking on a project, to, to commit to taking on a course of action, you know, the idea is very simple. Only do it if you're willing to do it a hundred times. And, you know, he points out, uh, Josh Spector points out that this one, it forces you to commit. Uh, it can't be uh, just, you know, when you're feeling like doing it, it, it forces you to think long-term because how you would approach doing something for a hundred times it's a lot different maybe than how you would approach it if you're just going to do it once or twice. Uh, it forces you to adapt as you go because if you're going to do it 100 times, chances are you're not going to anticipate every challenge that's out there right when you're getting started. Um, and it does, it helps you push through the challenges because you know, well, I've just got to keep going. I've committed to doing this 100 times. And, and you know, and actually, as a slight aside, that re reminds me of, Every year from Thanksgiving to New Year's, Runner's World magazine does something they call the RW, Runner's World, Run Streak. And that is where people commit to running at least one mile a day. It doesn't have to be more than a mile, but it has to be a mile every day between Thanksgiving and New Year's. And I've done that uh, for a couple of years now, and the benefits are amazing. Just in everything that uh, Josh Spector had mentioned as being benefits, it forces you to commit. You have to think about it differently. You, you have to fit it in. Um, some days you have to adapt, but it's also a fairly low bar. It's not, hey, I'm going to go run a marathon. It's just, no, today I've got to run a mile. And, you know, I am not a fast runner and I can knock out a mile in 10 minutes. And most people can probably do that a lot faster than me. Some people maybe less, but it doesn't take up a whole lot of the day. It probably takes longer to get the running clothes on and off than it does to do the mile. And and so I just bring this back to to Josh's idea of, you know, if you're going to start a blog, hey, in this case, if you're going to start a podcast, if you're going to start some kind of service business, whatever it is that we're doing, are we really willing to commit to it a hundred times before we assess whether to continue on or not? See, it's not, I'm going to do it a couple of times and see if it works. It's, I'm going to do it a hundred times and then I'll decide whether or not to go forward or not. And it's just a totally different mindset. 
All right. So, so you've got that in your head. I'm jazzed about that idea. I think that's a really cool idea. I mean, you could even do it. Hey, if you bring it down to diet and exercise, you know, I'm going to commit to something for a hundred days, or I'm going to do a hundred workouts, or, uh, you know, I'm going to call a hundred customers before deciding that this product isn't viable or whatever it is for you. All right. So there is a genre of music out there called nerdcore. Uh, it's a really fun genre. If you have kids, you, you may know what it is, or you may be into it yourself. But really, um, it's, a, it's a very small group uh, who write raps about video games. Um, that's probably the easiest way to describe it. And there's a, a couple different out there. Um, JT Music used to be called JT Machinima, uh, Dan Bull, Nerd Out, uh, several others, Fable. I know I'm forgetting a couple. Um, as, as a musical genre, I'm not that into it. Uh, my son is really into it. My taste, my musical tastes run a little different. Uh, but I think it's a really cool genre because it started off with these, these guys just wanting to make music about video games. They love video games. They love making music. So they started doing it. Uh, most of them, it near as I can tell, have been doing it for, for 10 plus years um, or have some musical background going back that far. And they've really grown up with YouTube. And so it, it's when you talk to them, it's interesting to see it come together. I've, I've had a chance to run into a few of them. I, I met the guys from JT Music at uh, RTX, which is a, Oh, I guess video game convention is it's bigger than that, but probably the easiest way to describe it uh, held in Austin every year. Um, they were really cool. One of the things I really appreciated was their their connection to their fans and how hard they work to make that connection. Uh, it's amazing to watch. You know, I love that. You've heard me talk to Jeremy Boyum. You've heard me talk to uh, Austin Hulsey. And when I see people out there working so hard to connect with their customers, um, I, I find that inspirational. I, I find it very admirable. And, and I, I want to emulate that myself. And, and so seeing them work, we, we'd struck up a conversation. And they happened to be back in Austin uh, that recently. And a whole bunch of other nerdcore groups were there. And so they, they just did a meetup. And they said, hey, come out, hang out with us. Um, we're at a pizza place. A lot of fans came by. They got to hang out and talk to each other. Um, it was just a really cool event. And I'm struck by how, how nice all of them are, how, how engaged with their fans all of them are. And so for me, it's less about the music and more about what they're doing and how they're doing it. I mean, it is an internet business model. So whatever, if you have an internet business, I think the lessons that, that I take from them are, are very, very relevant. You know, they're releasing content regularly. Like they live or die based on keeping a consistent schedule going so their fans know when something is coming out. Um, you know, they, they make their money, near as I can tell, off of like YouTube ads, merchandising. Uh, I think they sell their songs on YouTube, it, uh, not YouTube, sorry, iTunes or Spotify. Uh, but they're really thinking in terms of content, which I've known musicians and the nerdcore guys think about music differently. And, and to me, it's really interesting. Uh, the musicians think about doing great songs. And the nerdcore guys, they want to do great songs, but they're also thinking, hey, we have a schedule. We got to get something out every single week. And so somehow they're able to keep the creativity high. They're able to move forward, you know, 50, 52 weeks a year putting out new content. Uh, and, and we talk to them, they're the first to admit, hey, 
not all of it's great, uh, but some of it's outstanding. You know, um, they're, they're, they're pushing, they're finding that inspiration weekly. Um, and when I say not all of it's great, you know, they'll just be the first to tell you that, that sometimes it is about getting content out, but a lot of the times, and they don't like it when it is like that because they want to put out good songs. Um, so don't want to take anything away from them there. If you've tried to write a blog and kept to a weekly schedule, you know that, that some articles, some posts are a little better than others. Uh, the other interesting thing is you never know what's going viral. I've talked to a, a lot of bloggers and now uh, s- some of these uh, nerdcore guys and, you know, you just don't know. You can pour your heart and soul into something and it just crickets. Everyone ignores it. You can have a three seconds of inspiration, slap something together, and that's what goes viral. And there's really no way to predict it. And so the the key near as I can tell is just keep getting content out there. Keep building that relationship with your fans. Um, and then I start thinking, you know, that that weekly content that that's like doing the the runner's world run streak it's like josh specter mentioned you know getting it out there a hundred times just committing to doing it and i wonder about regular music musicians doing this i mean imagine being in a band and putting out a new song every single week you know a lot of bands it, it's an album a year maybe maybe a little more maybe a little less and you know the nerdcore guys mentioned that well they they don't have to tour and so they can put more songs out and, you know, they're, they're working, they're, they're very self-contained, um, you know, studio in the house, working off the laptop, that kind of thing. One of them has a, a green room built in his garage so that he can film videos to go along with it. So uh, really interesting business model for, for me. And, uh, you know, I apologize if this little rambling, I'm trying to get a lot of ideas out there that are just going through my head right now, you know, and, and for me, the, the, inspiration that, that I took from the Nerdcore guys was really just about, you know, striving to put out great content, striving to do better, but ultimately committing to doing it on a regular basis, because that also does something else. If you're putting something out every week, you're going to get better. You know, like if you're committing to doing something a hundred times, the 97th time is going to be a lot better than the third time. And so as, as we look at our businesses, as we look at our lives, our side hustles, getting in shape, whatever it is, whatever inspires you to listen to this podcast and whatever that imperfect action is that you're trying to take, I think there's something really key in here to committing to doing it that, that hundred times, uh, to doing it on a regular basis and getting it out there, knowing that some are going to be great and some you'll just be getting it done, but you'll be learning and growing and developing all along the way. Love to know what you think about this. Please do. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, send me an email, can, leave comments uh, on the website, you know, however it is you want to communicate with me, please do. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Hey, thank you for listening to Imperfect Action today. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was. What What are you going to take from the show and put into action in your life right now today to help you move forward? Hit me up in the comments or on Twitter. I'm dying to hear how is this show helping you to move forward? Now, one of the things I want to mention was that today's episode was brought to you by Nutrafit. Now, I tried Nutrafit's whey protein supplement after meeting the founder and hearing about his journey and his commitment to quality. I like to support up and coming businesses, so I gave it a try and I was really amazed at it. Now, I've had a lot of different protein drinks, but what made Nutrafit different is one, that it mixes immediately and also that the chocolate flavor actually tasted like chocolate. You know, so often they taste that like some kind of chemical engineering science project rather than just like food. And 
On top of that, NutraFit has no artificial sweeteners, colors, or preservatives. Plus, it includes probiotics, and I find it to be easy on the stomach. Now, the true taste test of it all is that my teenage daughter even likes it. She often has a shaker cup in the morning just on her way to school. Now, there are a lot of supplement brands on the market, but I do want to mention that NutraFit happens to be my personal favorite. And as a listener of Imperfect Action, you get 15% off of any order. When you're at checkout, after you've picked out your products, just use the code TAKEACTION. And that's written as one word, just take action at checkout. Now, my personal favorite, and I'm not trying to influence you here, but is the double chocolate whey protein. And you can order right on NutraFit's website. That's N-U-T-R-I-F-I-T-T. There's two T's in there. So NutraFit.net. And let me know what you think. Just a little, just a little.